0: give us five stars and we'll read your comment on the show yeah
1: i'd be happy to i think that would be very fun we'll we'll do it in impressions you can pick you put it in the comment and we'll do it in that voice yeah just like
0: give us a rating on apple okay here's what we're gonna do (laughs) listeners (laughs) give us a rating and whatever you say sign it by whoever you want the impression to be (laughs) yes
1: so it could be like "Mm, five stars not enough baby yoda george lucas this could be yours (laughs) (laughs) you know they say a mind is a terrible thing to waste but what would happen if one man filled another's with the scariest films of all time (laughs) who are you talking to (laughs) nothing Ready to watch some movies? Aw, oh, yeah! Yeah! Hello, and welcome to Matt Make Zach Watch Horror Movies. I'm Matt. And I'm Zach. And I made him watch a horror movie. What do we watch this week, Zach? The Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> That's tubular bell sound. I can't sound like a synthesizer. I thought you were doing the killer clowns for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that I can do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we watched what is considered one of the all-time classics. And... One of the horror movies that has the most Oscar nominations. No, it does it? Yes. So it is a perfect fit. We're talking pretty much every major award we're talking. Best director, best picture, best adapted screenplay, best supporting actress, best actress, best actor, (laughs) best sound design, best cinematography. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And I agree with all of it. Which ones did it win? I don't think it won anything. (laughs) It's a horror movie. They don't give them to those. Yeah. Uh, so Zach, what did you think of the movie? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's an appropriate reaction.
0: <laughs> I honestly don't know what to
1: think. Yeah. Is that, I mean, that that is like the best compliment I think you can give this movie, and it is true. Like the first like couple times you watch this, you're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs>
0: yeah, because <laughs> like normally it's like, yeah, I can definitely like be like, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah,
1: I liked it, or like. Yeah, I liked it,
0: but this and that, but this, I'm just like,
1: you're just like, I, I don't mean, know, it's, man. It's well made, everybody's doing their best, but what? Yeah, <laughs> like it uses a lot of montage and like editing stuff, a lot
0: of jarring, <laughs> yeah. It's,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <so laughs>
0: there's a lot of cool shots
1: that I liked. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason this movie's so iconic, it yeah. has been taken so out of context so thoroughly. <laughs> Alright, speaking of context, because we believe that context is king here at Matt Makes Zach Watch Horror Movies. We're going to try introducing a new segment so that we don't have to hop around so much trying desperately to remember where every scene lands in the movie. <laughs> we're going to try to summarize things up top, but to keep it interesting, we're going to have Zach summarize it God. in as short a time as possible. And of course, since we're going to be discussing the film in depth now. Spoilers, we're heading into Cape Fear <laughs> Whenever you're ready, Zach okay. <laughs> I'm blinking
0: <laughs> Okay, so we start off uh, In The mon- Mummy, Brent Fraser didn't show up But his dad's there And he's Damn. excavating stuff <laughs> And then Don't know what that had to do with the movie Whoa, well, uh, we're in America, I guess I don't know, some people are British, some people are American Um uh, fancy lady actor uh her kid is the main character and she's like oh no there's rats surprise they're not rats they're they're spookies spooky ghosts (laughs) 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 and um uh you meet uh Tus damios uh damian priest guy uh he uh hey you got his name right (laughs) yeah um Damien is like You're eating a valuable time here Uh, He's having a a real hard time (laughs) Things are not turning up for Damien That is true Bad bad name to have in a movie about this Um, And then uh, oh uh oh (laughs) Lady Ladies daughters Uh oh, Uh spooky Uh oh Uh, Starts throwing up (laughs) And then uh just weird medical <laughs> can't figure out what's going on uh oh spooky's got it in her brain <laughs> and then uh the title of the that's what's going on down on uh john carpenter lane with kids running around in halloween costumes uh then uh bunch of doctors, uh-oh, they don't have Roger Rabbit doctor to figure out what's going on. Uh, so so the, the, uh, she she kills the guy. Oh, she killed Mr. Bean, who is her mom's friend. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then they got Damien over, and he's like, yo, this is messed up. And then he makes sure it's, he does his Patrick Wilson homework. He, he gets the evidence, takes it to the church, they're like oh yeah brandon fraser's dad has got this let's call him up and then he comes in and they say a bunch of words and throw water at her and she throws up on him a lot it's real messed up uh and then that didn't work oh brandon fraser's dad's dead and then damien's like no me and then just like and uh jumps out the window and
1: what do you he's say dead. on uh <laughs> he takes his chainsaw, he melts that window. Yeah,
0: he, he just straight up melted the window, hopped it and melted his skull as well, and he's dead now. And then they move away. Goodbye.
1: Under three minutes, sir. I am very <laughs> impressed. I'm not. Two minutes, 46.59 seconds. If, if you got anything out of that, good job. <laughs> I got the plot of the movie. Uh-huh. Fantastic
0: work. Thank you. So is there any now, now this is part of the segment Where Matt tells me where I'm wrong And anything else you need to know
1: Um No you pretty much nailed it Oh you did forget There is a police procedural subplot Straight out of NCIS Where he's trying to solve the murder He's straight up Columbo Like ah one more thing Oh yeah there's also a
0: policeman Who wants um Yeah sp- Spooky girl's mom's uh, autograph Cause he likes movies. Yep. He started podcasts. <laughs> he tried to start a podcast yep. with Damien, but it didn't work out because he's dead now. Yep. yep. So <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so uh, hopefully this brings more
1: structure somehow yes. to our podcast. Well, now we can just uh, go in depth on the parts that we really enjoy. Yeah. So uh, the opening, as you called it, the setting of The Mummy. Mm -hmm. Um, Wrong country, wrong Mm. (laughs) continent. It is set in Iraq. Uh. Uh, You know, the, the church does... Take part in historical digs This was an actual dig site That the director insisted on going to In Iraq oh. He said he wanted it to look real Oh This movie directed by William Friedkin A crazy person <laughs> No, I feel bad for calling it the mummy <laughs>
0: I just saw sand in ruins and ruins Yeah like, oh.
1: You know I get it But um He's excavating And this scene sets up Some stuff that they Vaguely call back to In that the as you called it butterfly man statue while we were watching the movie Uh, butterfly demon man yes is the statue of the demon possessing reagan who it's hinted that he perhaps has tussled with before uh and then we yeah we cut to i think it's set in like georgetown or something i i can never Mm -hmm. remember where it's set america Uh, usa (laughs) we just kind of jump right in and we get to see just a nice family (laughs) And yeah. all I could think was like, I really love and wish that, that some horror movie had the balls to just not have the scary part happen. And it's just like, this family's really nice. I mean, <laughs> that
0: just would be a normal movie, Matt.
1: No, no drama, no tension, not even the level of a comedy. Just like, they're doing good. I like to see this. What a what a wonderful change of pace. Just
0: nice, wholesome.
1: Yeah. I really love like the first ten minutes of every horror movie that's just like a nice family comedy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> So I felt watching Poltergeist
1: Yeah or like Friday the 13th where it's like These teens are going to save the camp <laughs> They're going to really Do good in yeah. this
0: society <laughs> And Bobby Shorts Is there to lead them <laughs> Like right
1: away I was like What a killer single mom She's, yeah. she's doing it uh, Yes Chris McNeil mm-hmm. uh, Who is an actress in this movie played by Ellen Burstein who I love Should have won an Oscar does not have one i believe yeah. um very upsetting to me uh well what she should have won an oscar for is she's in requiem for a dream she's fantastic oh we've talked about that before yes it's a very upsetting movie <laughs> that she's very good in <laughs> I mean, she's in a lot of things but that's just always the first one that jumps to my mind <laughs> uh <laughs> i think she's great in this movie uh she's there with her daughter uh Ray mcneil uh played by linda blair Whose career was ruined by playing Ray McNeil, as so often happens in these movies that become so iconic? Yeah, nobody wanted to cast the little girl from The Exorcist. It's Mm -hmm. a bummer because she's really good in this movie. Yeah, although she is on the Exorcist TV show, apparently, which is fun. There's a TV show. There was a TV show that's supposed to be pretty good. I need to check it out. It's on Hulu now. So when was that? A year or two ago it started. I don't know if it's still going. (laughs) It's on like Fox (laughs) I had no idea Yeah this is a Fox movie So you know that makes uh, Reagan a Disney princess So cool Yeah good stuff (laughs) But yeah we just get a nice glimpse into their life She seems like a pretty good single mom Seems like her ex-husband sucks Like real hard (laughs) Never even like show him or anything She keeps talking about like it's her birthday And he's like yeah whatever bye (laughs) Yeah, Rome, yeah, whatever. or doesn't even answer the phone. Yeah, Yeah. Ah, he sucks. Makes me so mad. Yeah, they do such a good job though of building their relationship that it is really affecting to have to watch her go through like her daughter suffering. And while we're meeting them, we are almost simultaneously introduced to Father Damien Caris, mm-hmm. played by uh, Jason Miller. Who is also excellent in this movie. And he's he's just having a rough go of it. He's having a real rough time. Yeah, his mom is sick on and off. But she won't go to a home. She won't go see a doctor. He's losing his faith and he's a priest. And then his mom just dies. Well, at first she gets like taken into the hospital where they're yeah. trying to hold her against her will. Yeah. And he feels so bad because she wants to leave that he sends her home. And then she dies. Yeah. <laughs> So he just blames himself Like I should have kept her in that hospital
0: Yeah He's
1: He's having a real hard time Yeah I, I would watch a whole Just like Drama About this priest Trying to get his life together Yeah He is so Compelling in this movie Yeah And so
0: good Yeah he had, he had like The most interesting Like subplots yeah. going on And I
1: liked his relationship With uh With the other priest mm. who Who's a real priest In real life actually <laughs> He's like one of the consultants For the film too Which is pretty cool huh. Uh, And I love that he's like uh, He comes over for drinks Because he knows his friend is down And he's like oh how did you even get the money for this And he's like I didn't I stole it don't tell anybody (laughs) This movie is low key Like really funny (laughs) Uh, Mostly because uh, This is based on the book Of the same title by uh, William Peter Blatty who adapted the book Into his own screenplay But before this was known as a comedy writer No (laughs) Which I think is why, like, all the dialogue is like good. Yeah, <laughs> like most horror movies, that's where you're like, ah, you can stop talking soon, and oh, something's scary. <laughs> and in this, like, I almost don't want the scary parts to come. Yeah, because <laughs> clearly, like, and this isn't a knock on Blatty, but like, horror is not his forte or main focus. Mm. Character is because he comes from comedy. Yeah, <laughs> so the characters are just nice. <laughs> like, yeah. Because, I mean, even when it came to the scary
0: bit, it's like all the profanity and stuff that yeah. she's throwing out. Oh, it's, it's so like over the top. Funny. I love it.
1: Yeah. And then we get to our first uh, weird montage of Demi's mom. And I think they're implying she's in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Unclear. Unclear. No, that, that was the tomfoolery going on, trying yeah. to trick them. Because it's like the necklace she wore falling down slowly, and she comes out of a subway and then turns around and goes down. So she's in hell. Oh, I didn't even think about that. And then, did you see the flash of the uh, demon face? Yeah. I love that. I love especially that apparently it was not on every print in the 70s. Oh. So you might be talking to your friend and be like, yeah, then they flash that weird demon face. And they're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Which is such a messed up amazing joke. Yeah. Cause it's literally it's literally one frame of celluloid. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah,
0: that was the only thing in the whole movie that I was like, uh. yeah, it, do- it pops up a couple times and
1: it's great. D- it does. Yeah. What? It's subliminal. What else? Uh during the exorcism. Any. It pretty much. Anytime there is a montage, it pops up, mm. and it's around this point that we start getting to imagery that, to me, is really the crux of the film. Mm-hmm. Especially if you ever heard William Friedkin or uh, Blatty talk about it, the director and the writer, respectively, they start juxtaposing images of Karis going about his business at church, like performing sermons, with and at this point, possessed Reagan, who's getting medical exams done on her, as like this great contrast between the modern world and the faith-driven world. Mm-hmm. I, I really like which, that juxtaposition. Which, what year did this come out?
0: Seventy-three. I was so surprised about all the like
1: mental like stuff. They, they do they a talk good job about. with it because most yeah. of those people are actually doctors. That's crazy. Yeah. Like Freakin is a crazy person and wanted everything done as thoroughly as possible to the point that uh that test that she gets done where they poke her in the neck and inject the dye and everything mm-hmm. and the blood spurts out. He got permission from Linda Blair's parents. They just did that procedure. They did that? They just did the procedure. That was real? Yeah. That's why it was so uncomfortable. Yeah, no, it's the scariest part of this whole movie. Oh, God. You want me to make it even scarier? What? You know, the not the main doctor. You know, the assistant guy who's there the whole time? Kind of creepy looking beardo? He, in real life, get ready. This is the weirdest fact we're ever going to have on the show, probably. That dude turned out to be a serial killer in real life. Named paul bateson (laughs) look it up guys it's super weird that he's in this movie just doing his day job (laughs) (laughs) and it makes that scene way scarier once you know that
0: you're not making it easy (laughs) to like
1: process this
0: movie yeah and to like oh yeah i like the movie or oh no i didn't like you're making it very
1: hard <laughs> I think that's the point of this movie though Because it's about struggling with this topic
0: Yeah it's just uh, This weird entity of a movie
1: now. Yeah like horror is about these Taboos and everything About this movie makes me uncomfortable Because all it tackles is weird taboos Yeah like, like again like it's all about like What's more important faith or Science Yeah, And when you've put all your faith in science What do you do when it fails you yeah which for me as a person who's not particularly religious like does scare me yeah like if this happened to someone i cared about like what would i do <laughs> call up damien uh, but you can't now <laughs> i saw the end of this movie <laughs> <laughs> uh i
0: yeah because i mean like we talked about that or poltergeist stuff was it, or conjuring? Yeah, it was conjuring. I think both. We kind of yeah. We just because there's that whole month that yeah. we talked about that. Well, which, it's, it's it's skepticism versus faith. Yeah, yeah. Because like that's what I liked about this one. Because all those ones it was like this is happening, and anybody who's skeptical was just like, nah. And, but in this one, it was like, even oh, the priests
1: br-. are skeptical. <laughs> yeah,
0: and like all the scientists about talking about like brain lesions and like, yeah. Oh, when this thing happens, you could see hallucinations and stuff. And like you, you
1: almost kind of go like, was I misinformed about what this movie is? Like, (laughs) yeah. It was like, dang dude. Like that's, yeah, that's how
0: you would explain that. If like someone came to you with that, like sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, Also, I am terrified of hospitals (laughs) So everything about the hospitals Is scarier to me than the exorcism Oh yeah the, the,
0: Those scenes in there I was like No no right, no Well, no. And
1: this is all where like literally in my notes If you take a look you can see I just wrote man the sound design In this movie fucks <laughs> Cause the way The sound is mixed in all those hospital Scenes is so Upsetting to me Yeah <laughs> also way too many of those doctors smoke while standing over patients because it's the 70s oh yeah they were lighting up all the time (laughs) the priests smoke the mom smokes everybody but reagan smokes in this movie (laughs) maybe
0: that's why she kept throwing up on everybody there you go we cracked it
1: (laughs) no need for holy water just stop smoking around children. (laughs) Between that and they keep talking about like We're going to have to give her another spinal tap Which I had as a child It's not fun What is it? <laughs> um, they take a series of needles And insert them into your spine And drain some spinal fluid to test uh... It's not a good
0: time.
1: (laughs) That doesn't sound like a good time. No, no. This is an upsetting podcast. I'm sorry, everyone. (laughs) Uh, At
0: the beginning of the
1: show, I was like, oh, yeah,
0: this episode would be like, hee hee, throw up on people funny. (laughs) You're going to change your mind about everything. It took a dark turn where I wasn't expecting
1: it to. So... Damien's having a rough time yeah. emotionally. Yes. Reagan is having a tough time. Her mom's having a real tough time. <laughs> Ellen Bursting in the scenes where she yells at the doctors. I just wrote A-C T I N G. She is acting. <laughs> With a capital A. She's an actor. Yes. <laughs> But I love that that works Because her character is an actress So it's like oh yeah this is what an act- how an actress Would react like yeah. Little over the top lady bring it down Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh and I completely forgot to mention We meet her friend and director Burke who is fantastic in this movie A.k.a. Okay, Mr. Bean Yes I'm not even going to give his real name I should but I just like calling him Mr. Bean <laughs> uh, Last film role of this Mr. Bean uh, And I think it's just, Good one to go out on because, like, he's literally in two scenes and we remember him. Yeah. He's great in this movie <laughs> as just a drunk
0: asshole. He was drunkenly falling around a Swiss man calling him a Nazi because he thought he was genius. Yes. <laughs> the guy's like, I am Swiss. Stop this.
1: <laughs> and it's here we're uh, introduced now. Right around here, too. Everyone is obsessed with these fucking Joker stairs when the Exorcist stairs are waiting right here for us to love them again. These are the best stairs in a goddamn movie. I don't know if you uh, noticed, but every single time they came on screen, I went like, I did. How dare you? How dare you invoke the worst film of 2019 to talk about one of the best horror movies? All right, it's not the worst film. I won't be so hyperbolic, but I do not like that movie. <laughs> I just while wanted- we're talking about Oscars, oh, I'm so mad that it's getting like 11 nominations. <laughs> it's probably gonna win at least three of them. I can't wait to see your face when it won- when it wins Best Picture of the year. <sighs> I'm gonna Throw myself off goddamn balcony like a priest in a horror movie. <laughs> You're gonna melt that window, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it'll be. Thrilling for listeners right now because this will come out after last year, so yeah. they'll know
1: <laughs> when there's a special announcement attached to this episode.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Matt just started yelling "grrr" and it jumped out the window. He, went, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like
1: an old woman or something. I don't know, but yeah. So. Uh, Burke dies They say his head got twisted all the way around But so far everybody just thinks that uh, He fell down the stairs After just bailing on watching a sick child Mm -hmm. Which again Kudos to the actor he does a great job And then I'm like yeah it sounds like that guy (laughs) 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 Yeah he totally
0: just like accidentally Spin his entire head around Yeah that guy
1: seems like enough of an asshole To like bail on a kid and then (laughs) (sighs) trip So this uh Draws in the uh Interest of a certain police officer, Lieutenant Kinderman, played by Lee J. Cobb, because all I think whenever I see him was so Gene Hackman was busy (laughs) (laughs) because he looks just like Gene Hackman in William Friedkin's last movie, The French Connection, (laughs) like right down to the hat and coat. This is when they become BFFs Mm. because he goes to the priest to say like, "Uh, "You know anything about uh, anything around here?" Like, yeah, yeah, well, you know what's it. You're the psychiatrist. Yeah, what would compel a man to do something like that? Get in jail. I can't <laughs> say that. You know, I can't. This that. whole exchange is like I would watch a movie of just. Again, of just the priest getting his life back on track by becoming a consultant for the police and their best friends. That's the CBS link in CIS that, Georgetown that I want. <laughs> that is a crime show waiting to happen. Yes,
0: CIS, CSI, Vatican. CSI, Vatican City. From Horror Master. Horror Master,
1: William Friedkin comes. CSI, Vatican City. Ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. <laughs> what who song would they put on that one? That you're doing the <laughs> cowboy bebop song. <laughs> ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. Yeah, something jazzy. <laughs> Have you never watched a police procedural from the '70s? <laughs> no all jassy man but uh yes they become best bffs and accidentally sneak in the origin story for the podcast mm-hmm. where he's just like so i love watching movies do you like watching movies i i look them up i find out things about them you want to watch some with me i i i, I like talking movies yeah. no one else wants to see them with i'm Kinderman. you're Karis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so i'm dead Spoilers <laughs>
0: Spoilers,
1: I'm not making it out of this episode <laughs> Or maybe you were a ghost the whole time Ah, It's a narrative podcast guys, keep up oh, no. We've been dropping clues
0: the whole time <laughs> Remember that one time in episode 12 at minute 3463 Where I went, ooh
1: <laughs> Yeah, and in the background, if you listen closely, it's just me going, He's a ghost! <laughs> you gotta listen really carefully. It was that.
0: it was real subtle. Yeah, and you somehow have to break time because it was 63 seconds. That doesn't exist because a minute is 60.
1: I didn't even realize
0: that. <laughs> so, you, so you have to break time a little bit. <laughs> this is a narrative podcast. Yes. <laughs> Keep up people
1: <laughs> So what happened next man uh, Well then he goes To uh, talk to Ellen Bernstein and ask Her like could your Daughter have seen anything and she's like no My kid is sick And this dude Cannot take a hand <laughs> Lieutenant Kinderman because when she goes like so um more coffee or he goes yeah (laughs) i was like she desperately wants you to leave motherfucker get out (laughs) (laughs) she can't help but kind of turn on like oh well i mean of course i do do autographs you know like she knows who she is so it's also around here that she starts becoming so desperate and things i don't necessarily want to go into that reagan starts doing to her that are very upsetting (laughs) This movie isn't so much scary as it is just like it will... St- the images in it will just stick with you. Mm-hmm. You will never be able to shake them. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it will pop into your head and you'll be like, Ugh. Second week in a row. Thanks. Man. Yeah. <laughs> this one, not as bad as last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, when Reagan slaps her and knocks her across the room, William Friedkin... Is one of the greatest directors of all time, and I respect the shit out of him, but he might be a crazy person. Mm-hmm. So, Ellen Burstyn was not giving him the reaction that he wanted necessarily. They had her rigged up on wirework to, you know, pull her across the room. He went over to the gentleman in charge of pulling the rig and said, Net, This time, go on two. <laughs> so, she did not prepare herself, and they pulled her as hard as they could, which was the other thing he told them to do. And since she was not prepared, everything about her reaction is genuine. And if you notice the pain on her face, it's because the rig pulled her so hard she broke a rib. Earning that Oscar nomination, man. <laughs> Should I earn a win? Yeah. Hey, also, directors, don't be dicks. Yeah. Maybe just talk to the actors about acting.
0: <laughs> oh, Matt, by the way, um... I don't like your vocal performance. I'm going to start shocking you to get the energy up, but I'm not going to tell you when, okay?
1: That sounds great. (laughs)
0: Like a real good time. You're starting to shaggy right there. (laughs) Zoinks. Like zoinks, man. (laughs) (laughs) And there's your impression for this episode. (laughs) You
1: you thought you were going to make
0: it without one impression,
1: (laughs) one episode. Nah. I love now... All three of these desperate disparate movies, one that's a horror movie about possession, one that's a cop procedural, and one that's about a priest trying to regain his faith all collide <laughs> when Ellen Burston goes to talk to Father Karis. Yeah. And her delivery in this scene is so perfect because she cannot bring herself to just come right out and say, like, mm-hmm. I need an exorcism dude, my kid's gonna die. So she's just like, So have you ever heard of like, I don't know, exorcism? It's nuts, right? I what are you doing Tuesday? You wanna like save my daughter's soul or something? I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> she's trying so hard to be so casual about exorcism. <laughs> like literally the second she said it
0: he's like uh what yeah he is also perfect yeah
1: he he is already too high for this shit yeah he he was the residential i'm too high yes but uh he starts doing the tests like you said in your uh fun summary Mm -hmm. i'm still laughing about it i'm sorry i hope everybody (laughs) enjoys it so it's around here that he starts investigating To see if an exorcism is necessary I love everything about it It's where the movie starts to go nuts I love that the the devil Or the demon It's unclear mm-hmm. Which I also really like <laughs> uh, Is just messing with him One, the demon doesn't want an exorcism And two, the demon is just having a good time mm-hmm. um, I love the dubbing done To yeah, uh, yeah. Linda Blair uh, Which is a big part of Perhaps uh, why she did not get to win an Oscar. No. Uh, she was nominated for Best Actress or Best Supporting, I believe. I mean, but being, uh, th- they did not credit the uh, actress who did the voice of Pazuzu. That's mm. the name they've assigned to the payment in, <laughs> uh, in the sequels. <laughs> Pazuzu. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mercedes McCambridge does not even get her name in the credits despite turning in a ton of work, absolutely killing it. Yeah. And the dubbing job is so good that, like, People didn't think that Linda Blair was dubbed. That's part of why they were so impressed. Yeah.
0: I mean, like being that young, being under all that makeup and doing all the physical like
1: work and like some of that was also an uncredited stunt double, Yeah, which is also part of the controversy was then Mercedes McCambridge and her stunt double kind of came forward and were like, we did work on that character, too. Mm. So then it became like, well, who do you nominate? Yeah. 'Cause a lot of the physical toll is what we're nominating for, and she had a stunt double. A lot of the stuff we're nominating for mm-hmm. is the vocal performance and she yeah. was dubbed. But even Mercedes McCambridge said, like, I was following her cadence and things. Yeah. I was just I'm just older and have a better voice and I'm a little bit better of an actor. Yeah. You know? But I, I think she absolutely kills it. So shout out to uh Mercedes McCambridge, who did not get credit for this movie at the time, and that's a bummer. Yeah. But I also understand like Why they wouldn't want to put her in the credits Because it does take away from kind of the magic of the movie Mm -hmm. But actors deserve credit You know I kind of believe in that Yeah it's it's important
0: to us That the people that Like put the craft and love and passion Into these movies get credit And recognition so if you really Like a movie or really like anything Make sure you know the people behind it Know their names because You know it's nice to Appreciate them It's true
1: but I, I think the performance is incredible. And I think Linda Blair actually does do enough in this movie that she definitely deserved an Oscar nomination, maybe even a win. I mean, she gets stabbed in the neck in a, a real medical right. procedure. That's not a stunt double, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's just upsetting. <laughs> yes. And again, we're reminded around here that Reagan's dad sucks because she's like, I can't even call her dad. He like won't take my calls. And yeah. his kid is dying. And he's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And around here, Father Karras finally just breaks down. It's like, "Yeah, no exorcism. let's do it. This is clearly real. She threw up split pea soup on me in one of the most <laughs> famous scenes of this movie. Uh, <laughs> like I said, too much Jamba juice, yeah, <laughs> no split pea
0: soup, way grosser <laughs> <laughs> at least it's not dried milk like a Robo right. bag right uh that that's one thing that I did like about the movie. The reason why I didn't like The Conjuring that much is how serious it took itself and how over explained a lot of it was. This, yeah. you could tell, like, they had no interest in holding your hand and like, oh, is it like the devil? Is it like a demon? And, like,
1: is she crazy? You're never sure until yeah.
0: the very end if she's crazy or not. Yeah. And which, which I like, like, they didn't feel a need to explain everything to you. Like. Some things like you don't need confirmation on or not. Like yes, that that would
1: be a disservice to the movie. I think that's true. I think The Conjuring and The Exorcist are two different cases in that. Like I think the structure of The Conjuring mm-hmm. is. I I meant more of just yeah. in this genre of like. Yeah, I think uncertainty is scarier in yeah. a lot of ways. But I think The Conjuring is trying to set up a universe, and The Exorcist is just trying to be a movie.
0: Yeah, and and that's more to say about like
1: the, the, the way movies are made now <laughs> yeah the era of which it was made in uh so he goes to the church and they say you do need an experienced priest though so they call in brandon fraser's dad yeah <laughs> played by uh father Marin, played by one of my fraser's favorite dad, character yes. actors of all time mr max von fucking see it out Ming the Merciless from Flash Gordon. Ah, he's the savior of the universe. That Flash Gordon. That. I know uh, that means nothing to you. Those were words. Ah. Yep. (laughs) Queen did the soundtrack. It's a great campy movie. Look it up later. You'll have a good time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But uh, yeah no he's fantastic in this movie He's of course the old priest we saw earlier hmm. Which is a great bit of Callback to like that's how much this guy Is around because he's been like five Different countries in this movie and he's mm-hmm. only Been on screen for two minutes so far <laughs> Yeah and he's looking Real concerned yes. all the time uh, I think he's great in this movie And then he gets killed So <laughs> fitting But I, I love everything about The exorcism itself we missed earlier but i will mention here again she does the head turn Mm -hmm. that i think is so much better in the context of the movie than the way it is used in pop culture is just isn't it creepy that this kid's head is turning around Mm -hmm. every time she turns her head she speaks with the voice of the director she killed whose head got turned around when he fell down the stairs she's making fun of him oh yeah She's mocking that he died with his head turned around Every time she does it she turns her head and says Something like you know did you see what your daughter Did to me Cause he's in there with her now And they're making fun of him I I didn't realize that It's so good (laughs) <laughs> i didn't realize that and instead like now in pop culture like stripped of context it's just like oh isn't it creepy that the head turned around yeah i think that's why i didn't realize that because i was just like oh yeah it was a thing yeah between that and like the throw up it's like without the context of the movie it's not anything yeah i mean it looks cool yeah it's a great effect done by the great uh dick smith when a, with an assist from uh rick baker who we will be talking about eventually because i love his makeup he's probably yeah. my favorite makeup artist uh, Dick Smith at this point, like one of the legends of the industry, uh, doing all time great work. I I do hate that there is a thing of uh, the Mandela effect here, much like we encountered last week. (laughs) Why doesn't the ex? Why doesn't Tubular Bells or Theme from The Exorcist, as it's more popularly known, play when he's standing under that light? That light post. It's such a good point for that. It just doesn't happen. Everybody remembers it happening, but it Uh... does not
0: first time watching it so (laughs) yeah every (laughs) every
1: time i watch it i'm like oh yeah
0: that doesn't happen right there lame (laughs) yeah because in the beginning when uh it's very john carpenter and like she's walking down the street and it's like that song is playing and like kids are running by in halloween costumes i was like
1: Oh yeah, this is gonna be dope And then like they never played it again Yeah, it's a song called Tubular Bells It was not recorded for the movie uh, It was just a song that William Friedkin liked He had heard uh, It was done by like a 20 year old Uh Through a uh, portal into yeah. the 80s uh, Yeah Jared It's, it's one of like the early like synth epic songs It being in this movie saved a fledgling record company called Virgin Records. if it hadn't been in this movie, they probably would have lost all their money, but this movie made it a huge fucking hit. Yeah. And now Virgin is like one of the biggest corporations on the planet with an airline and like a phone company. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Yeah. It's at this point though, the exorcism has played out fully. Matt, we find out Marcus Vencito has a heart condition They hint that he has tackled this demon in specific before by calling back to his time in Iraq with the flash of the statue Uh, behind Reagan. Butterfly man. Yes, butterfly demon man. Mm -hmm. And then the demon starts talking with the voice of Karis' mother. Mm -hmm. Why did you do this to me? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you hurting me? And it just like makes you so sad for him. Mm -hmm. (sighs) It's so good. This movie's so good.
0: I think that's also why I don't know how I feel about the movie the ending, I was just like,
1: Man that sucks That's yeah. sad So then we get a bummer of an ending Max von Sydow dies Yeah One of the best names in film history Absolutely <laughs> And then uh Father Karras says like Take me instead Gets the demon into him And then kills himself
0: And he melts the window
1: Yep Joker dances down the steps. (laughs) That's one way to put it. Craig's his neck. Uh how dare you? Yet again. These are the best film steps in history. Do not make me think about the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just upset now. (laughs) I've been upset since we started the movie. (laughs) Fair. But yeah, and then the movie just ends. They've saved her um he's it's kind of it's a bummer of an ending but it's also something of a happy ending because this movie is so much about faith and finding the will to do what you need to do to feel good again about like the idea of like mothers and their children and it's about him finding a way to help a child the way he wishes he could have helped his mother like all this deep stuff And also sometimes Reagan goes, "Ah," (laughs) just to keep it nice and light here. Uh, (laughs) If you want to have a serious discussion about The the Exorcist, hit me up on Twitter, guys. If you want to have a not
0: serious discussion about anything,
1: hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick Wilson memes, we're still waiting. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and the movie just ends. They are moving the fuck out of that house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hopefully so. Yeah. 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 So that's Mm -hmm. the end of The Exorcist, a movie that I will forever find endlessly fascinating. And I love and struggle with loving and think it's weird, Mm -hmm. but I really enjoy it. And I still don't know how to feel. I think this movie is so much weirder than people want to think of it as. They want to think of it as a straight ahead horror movie because of all the parodies that strip it of its weirdness. Mm. But, like, the way it uses montage, the way yeah. the score kind of comes in and out, the sound design of the movie is, like, so big and so small, like, mm-hmm. at the same time. It It's shot with, like, almost a fog to the lens so mm-hmm. that everything has this dreamlike quality. Yeah. It, it is not the movie I think it is made out to be by pop culture. Like, mm-hmm. it is often done a disservice by the way it is viewed through pop culture. I feel like almost all of these
0: horror movies that we watch tend to be that way cuz yeah. me coming in that's my only perception of all of them is anything i've seen in pop culture and when we actually watch the movie i'm like that 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 was that's nothing. why I like
1: such a, a huge part of my goal when talking about movies but especially talking about them on the podcast is like context matters yeah. <laughs> it yeah. makes art better yeah like all these movies have been way better than any perception i ever had of yeah. them just because So far we've only watched movies that I think are like A pluses, so
0: Yeah. Well I mean there is one stinker in there.
1: I said I think are A pluses. <laughs> okay. A minus B plus for one of them. But you know. There is one stinker in there. <laughs> yeah. You heard us. I'm trying to think of what the funniest option would be. Yeah, you heard us, the Shining <laughs> I mean you did say I mean, It's not my favorite but no we're talking about Blair Witch uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> So you ready to do some behind the scenes real quick Yeah 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 Yeah. So this movie uh, is based on the book by William Peter Blatty That he has always maintained is inspired by a real life case of exorcism uh, He's a devout Catholic, the author and he was just like, "Yeah, I saw us moving further and further away from things, and I thought those two things need to go hand in hand, so I wanted to write something so scary it would drive people back to Catholicism. Oh. He says that like half jokingly when in interviews, but mm-hmm. like you're kind of like, Yeah, this movie kind of would <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm gonna do my rosary tonight <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: it did it did it did do a good job of setting like oh." the priests here to like save the day yeah
1: they're superheroes yeah. you know they talk to god <laughs> <laughs> they they <laughs> they're indiana jones yeah and then it got uh picked up by william friedkin who really liked the book hired him to write the screenplay they developed it together and william friedkin is a crazy person so a lot of the behind the scenes stuff about this movie is nuts mm-hmm. like ellen burston breaking her rib Uh, Making people do scenes Like 30 times each As we've often heard Hmm. (laughs) On this podcast Uh, And perhaps In a way This is like Extra cruel to everyone But especially to Linda Blair I don't think it's intentionally mean He wanted fog coming out of their breath That's a hard thing to do (laughs) Pre-CGI So he had the room Refrigerated to almost zero. (laughs) Linda Blair mostly wears a thin nightgown and is 13. (laughs) That sucks. Yeah. She was probably very cold. And is
0: already like having to deal with contacts and all his makeup on. Yeah. (laughs) Having pea soup in her mouth all the time.
1: And speaking of makeup, this is my main thing for this that I'm so excited to talk about. I would not let Zach look at the cast list. Zach, how old would you guess Max von Sydow is in this movie? Matt, what are you gonna tell me, Matt? You know how old age makeup normally sucks in movies? What do you mean? This is the one time it's good. Max von Sydow, while filming this movie is 43. (laughs) No. Yes. This is the only good old age makeup in a movie ever. He is actually 90 years old currently. You will know him as the old man from the beginning of Force Awakens. Wait, that everybody thought was like, is he going to be important? And then he wasn't. That's Wait. Max von Sydow. Now he's ninety.
0: Matt, yeah, Matt. No, that's why I didn't want you
1: to look it up because I didn't want you to see that he's old now and have you be confused. <laughs> Matt, no. Do you want to see a picture of what he really looked like at the time? Yes. <laughs> Man, <laughs> oh yeah i was just bringing that up that's max von cito at the time of filming in 1973 he is indiana jones <laughs> i love this movie dick smith is a genius how it's the only good old old age makeup in a movie ever um it's one of the most impressive visual effects of all time <laughs> how he was literally Dick Smith's main focus in a movie where they had to figure out how to make a bed float, a head turn around and build like multiple mannequins to do all of those things. This was the effect that Dick Smith put most of his time and energy into to the point that it almost ruined Max von Cito's, at that point successful career because he would show up to auditions that they had called saying we want Max von Cito for this and he would show up and would be 43 and they'd just be like, who the fuck are you? we wanted the old dude from the exorcist how that's movie magic right there zach i I love everything about it like at one point like growing up i was super into makeup and this was like the movie my dad showed me like when i was like a teenager and i didn't like horror movies he's like no 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 you're gonna like this one (laughs) just watch that old guy in the background and then at the end he told me how old he was he's the dude for he's three-eyed raven yeah I know. What? <laughs> Max, Vaughn, <von C-dow>. Seedow. Yeah, he should have won an Oscar for this movie. Yes. he's Because a lot of it, like when you actually think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, that was a wig. It's sold so much through his performance. Yeah. His performance is almost a visual effect. Like if you took away the makeup, I might still believe he was supposed to be 80 in this movie. Like even digital old AJ Acup now like still sucks. Like Chris yeah. Evans looks like a guy wearing makeup in, in Endgame. Yeah. When Captain America is old. Yeah. It does not look this good. I don't know how they did it. They have talked about it, but even the stuff they describe, like there are things you can put on your skin where you can pinch it and pull it and it will make their skin look wrinkled. Uh It never looks this good. (laughs) Yeah. Any other time they've done that, it doesn't look this good. That's why they normally go with prosthetics. It's literally just his performance the stuff to like f- falsely like wrinkle and glue pieces of his skin together to give creases. And then the way that Dick Smith would like shade the skin tones in. Like I can't stop looking. Yeah. No, it's amazing. And then you see him old now and you're like, wow, they like nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> they ah. guessed right. It's sort of like Maggie Smith and Hook where she was only like 50 in Hook as old lady Wendy. My brain's broken. <laughs> yeah. It's so good I love this movie Dick Smith
0: is a rock star <laughs> Yeah
1: No I mean it, It's literally like The co- the effects of this movie Are like the culmination Of a whole career Yeah Just like being like Alright expert level Here we go And it's a bummer Because at the time There was no Oscar For uh, makeup uh, So he couldn't win it Otherwise I think He probably would have Or Upside though have. His protege Who worked on this movie With him Rick Baker Won the first one Hmm. For an American werewolf in London. Ah. Which we will cover at some point because I love that movie. When we do practical effects. Yes. Alright, so that's the Exorcist. Any closing thoughts? Zach? I don't have any thoughts at all, let alone oh. closing thoughts. Critical reception was excellent, by the way. Cool. Yeah. Did uh <laughs> do people freak out because of the whole topic of it? Oh, of course. Which is really weird because this movie is like Catholics are superheroes (laughs) but I think it's got like so many movies like Last Temptation of Christ like Dogma like The Conjuring it's got this weird thing where like people who haven't watched it for some reason assume like well it must be anti-Catholic or anti-Jesus and it's like it is literally about how believing in Jesus will save you from the devil (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) It's why I paid to go watch Joker, because I was like, maybe it is good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I hope it's good, and then it wasn't. Uh, (laughs) This movie, though, very good. (laughs) Talking a lot about Joker. It's Oscar week. (laughs) It's Sunday. If, for some reason, someone who can vote in the Oscars is listening, vote for Parasite. Best movie of the year, maybe of the decade. (laughs) I hope you're
0: not listening, because... The Oscars are Sunday, and this won't go out until. Shut up, (laughs) that time travel. Uh, My brain's broken. Yeah, (laughs) you broke my
1: brain with all the Jaws sequels. (laughs) Broke my. Oh, also, this movie has like nine sequels. The Jaws. Yes, Uh, two is hot garbage, but with a weird disco theme. (laughs) uh, That has been described as if you put it on mute, it would be a fantastic film because it looks great. Uh It really does I haven't ever rewatched it Uh, Three is really good Directed by the person who wrote this one Mm. Um, It's more of a spiritual sequel But then the studio forced him to make it more of a direct sequel Mm. As often happens with things But it's still pretty good Mm. Um, And then there's like Some prequels And like spinoffs They literally This is the Jaws 4 They hired a director to make a prequel To The Exorcist About Father Karis in Iraq Mm -hmm. um, Father Marin in Iraq Max von Sydow Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then didn't just cast him And not use makeup because he was old by then Which Mm would have been the thing to do They just cast another actor Uh, The studio didn't like the cut the director turned in They hired another director to come in Recut it and film additional footage And make it a different movie They released that it got a poor reception And the studio didn't really like it So then they went back to the first director, had him cut together his movie finally, and then released that as the sequel to the other one, (laughs) even though it's the same movie. Why are studios so stupid? Uh, I don't know. And then there's a TV show that's supposed to actually be really good that Linda Blair is on. But like I always say, you'd heard of this movie. You hadn't heard of those ones. If a movie is good enough, you won't ruin it by making bad sequels or remakes. So go for it, guys. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Shoot your shot.
1: Yeah. You miss 100% of the shots and you never take. Best case scenario, you make the thing. Worst case scenario, you make a movie that people forget and everybody moves on with their life. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Do it. Live your dreams. Yeah. All right. Where can
0: everybody find you, Zach? (laughs) Before you fall asleep. Uh. I've been asleep for the past 20 minutes <laughs> You only woke up to go Max von Sydow <laughs> And then it broke my brain back Into the submission uh, What did I do Last week <laughs> Where can everybody find you today? <laughs> No I did something in addition Oh yeah that's right This is my podcast voice Are you okay No, you keep breaking my I'm so sorry brain at the end of the show. That's my goal. You ready for this, Matt? All right. Three, two, one.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I can't. I'm waiting.
0: You can follow me on Instagram at ZachShirk and uh ZachShirk.com and i don't know i got a twitter or something that i posted one picture on <laughs> zach underscore his it's a great picture though they had it it's pretty funny
1: yeah follow me on there and maybe i'll use it and uh <laughs> where can i find you you find me on just about everything as i draw paintings or you can go check out my facebook artist page matt mears and you can listen to matt make zach watch horror movies on spotify apple Podcasts,
0: google podcast youtube stitcher all that good stuff give us a rating And we'll read it. Whatever voices you want. Gotta be five
1: stars. I can do a Kermit impression, guys. Bring it on. Dude, he can do a Kermit impression. (laughs) It's really just George Lucas. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What are we watching next week, Zach? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Guess
0: what? Bum, 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 bum. Hannah's going to be back because yes. we're watching Silence of the Lambs. The only horror film to ever win Best Picture.
1: Yeah, and that's Hannah's other favorite surprise. Yep. So we'll be joined again by Hannah of Boozy Movies to talk Silence of the Lambs in one week's time, everyone. Yeah,
0: so join us next week when we do that. Oh, what's the quote?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Leave that part in. Yeah. What's the quote? Uh, <laughs> Hey, Matt. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) Matt. (laughs) Zach is climbing over a table, Abby, everyone.
0: Are you religious, Matt?
1: No, why?
0: You ever hear of an exorcist? (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs)